At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Before we continue where we left off, let's hear who we have at the table, players and characters. Hannah, will you begin? I am Hannah, playing Winnie Hemlock, Guardian of the Shared Sky. Brennan? I am Brennan. I am playing Brother Arcos Gerard, Holy Priest of Furia. And Rob? I am Rob. I'm playing Magnus Vale, Master of Day and Night. And I am Amelia Som, your GM. And right now, everything is quiet, relatively speaking. There are discussions being had, the sounds and yelling clamor of battle long dissipated as you all have taken to searching the camp, looking for... What are you looking for? Where are you looking? I think Magnus's first line of business is to scour the rest of the command center to find any more information about what the Browd was up to and what sort of forces they have around the nation and um, anything else that's useful. Um, yeah, that seems like a... Seems like a reasonable idea. What sort of skill do you want to use for that? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, academics would be great. Um, mm -hmm. Research could also be an option um, or just notice. Um, could really so, use any of those. Let's do notice for now and we can save academics and research for when you're like actually going through this. Love um, it. I assume you're wanting to do more of a sort of like cursory like glance and collect all the papers and stuff. But as you're doing so, kind of keep an eye out for any themes. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, Magnus's general thought is like there's going to be a certain amount of paperwork that comes with running an army like maps and supply uh, chain information and logistical information. That will all be helpful for painting a larger picture once we can like sit down with it and look at it. And then also if there happens to be a glowing 
you know, magical tome or something like that that is like, this is the death Bible of the Broad. It's like, I'd also like to see that too, right? So, um, yeah, so that's that's such a good point. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah go ahead and roll for death Bibles. Okay. <laughs> death Very Bible good. of the Brow. Yeah. Awesome. Um, the name of Magnus's college band. It's going to be 10. Okay. So, with a 10, um, Unfortunately, you do not find any glowing death Bibles, but you are pretty convinced that that is because there is not a glowing death Bible here. Mm. Um, (laughs) They certainly exist. I know for a fact that this organization has some sort of glowing tome that has all its secrets. But where? (laughs) Naturally. And as soon as you find that end of campaign, it's done. Everything fixes (laughs) itself. Um, As uh, you... As you look around, um, you do see general like plans and strategies for how to expand up through Grau's. Um, You're not going to get a super good look at it unless you sit down for a few hours and pour through all of these papers and documents, but you're able to kind of see enough um, for that. Yeah, um, I imagine Julian's following him with a binder that that, that I can just yeah, like hand collecting him stuff. Yeah. Like you're not in a rush here, so mm-hmm. you you are you're not trying to spend too much time, I presume. But like you know, you're just yeah. kind of looking for things that seem like useful information, um, and kind of separating those from things that might be like here's how much food they ordered this week, and like you know, parsing through all of that. Um, you also uh see some documents pertaining to uh, geothermal energy and uh, drawing some sort of power from Mount Vrular. Hmm. That is a little bit outside of your expertise, so to get more, you're going to likely have to do some more research, but with your 10, those are the two pieces of information you find particularly useful. Yeah, can I can um do I have time to make an academics check on that piece of information? Uh yeah, sure. Okay. It's going to be 12. I swear I forget what a d12 looks like every week. Like um, a d20 but less. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Um okay. I remember when I first started uh when I first started playing D&D and I would keep accidentally rolling my D12 instead of my D20. Oh, no. Unfortunate. That's uh, I did get a 12. Okay. And that was academics or research? It was academics. Okay. With a 12 academics check, um, while geothermal energy is, again, a little bit outside of your realm of expertise, it is something that you have more than a passing knowledge for, I would say passing knowledge as uh, a very intelligent mage. Uh, Certainly as someone who has bent reality more or less to their will, um, there is a lot of magical energy that is required to maintain just your tower on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have managed to do so by sort of kind of almost like enacting like cheat codes in the way like physics works to get these spaces uh, within spaces to be larger or smaller than they otherwise like quote, quote should be. Mm. Um, There are other ways to draw power from the earth uh, in a more like physical sense, like in a a steam engine or like a water wind turbine. Um, But also by using the inherent magic of the earth 
as a way to sort of power glyphs that might be carved in rocks or in land um, that is inherently magical or important. So if Mount Vrular is a source not only of physical, like geological power, but also magical elemental power, and you would know the, those things aren't entirely extricable anyway, mm-hmm. it would follow that you could use Mount Vrular as a kind of a sort of generator or maybe a kind of battery. Um, huh. Does it, you, is there, is it clear at all, like, the way in which, like, for what purpose they were interested in this sort of research? Like, is there something that's like, did they have, like, a prototype for a big fuck-off magical cannon? Or, like, is there any, like, and is there anything that's like, okay, this is why they want this? Or is it just sort of, like, a theoretical, like, hey, if we had the right magic, the right mechanisms, we could use it like this? Um, at this glance... It seems the way that they talk about it is um, akin to a kind of binding. Um, To sort of put it in terms that like, I feel like we could understand if you have a radioactive material, Mm. it is incredibly powerful. It also has to be treated very carefully and insulated. And that is how they are approaching whatever power lies within the volcano. There's some element of binding and protection and some element of, you get the idea that as much power is in there, they weren't drawing from all of it. Yeah. Okay. So that's all you get at this like first kind of, I'm just looking over these sheets. See now, Julian, this is textbook material for what you should Try to stay away from in your magical pursuits. This is getting really involved and dangerous. They're trying to sort of bind, imprison, limit a power of geological significance. You just want to avoid all of that and make a contract with an elemental. Far simpler. It's going to be more discreet. Binding a whole mountain is not the way to do this. But we're going we're gonna to file this away because this is a potential disaster. Okay. Yeah, great. Uh, Julian is uh, writing things down as you say it and, like, filing stuff away. Um, Julian, what did you think about the battle? That's uh, kind of a hard question to answer. I'm going to be honest. I was mostly hiding. Um, it's really bloody. Um... A lot of death. I don't know, man. It was kind of fucked up. Yes. All of what you say is true. Battle is bloody. There's a lot of death. And it's pretty fucked up. We would be well to try to avoid large skirmishes like this in the future. But sometimes it is necessary. Yeah. Um. Right. Okay. Let's uh, rejoin the rest of the camp. 
yeah, let me just uh, finish sorting some of these papers. Sure. Uh, and Magnus departs. Yeah. Um, while Magnus is uh, looking through the command center, <laughs> what are the rest of you doing? Um, Winnie is going to be looking for stragglers in like buildings and tents and stuff to see if anyone was like left behind. Yeah. Go ahead and give me notice for that as well. Unless there's something else you would rather roll. Um, I don't think so. That is a... Oh my god. Um, I My dice exploded twice. Oh, that's 16. 21. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, with the 21, you... Uh, you start with uh, the inner part of camp and sort of working your way out in a spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way, if you, you don't like clear the outer mm-hmm. room and people maneuver, uh, you send uh, Cassini and Volok as well out to just kind of help you uh, round people up. You do find um, a couple people who were hiding out. They seem pretty young um who weren't kind of rounded up with the the rest of the prisoners uh yeah i'd say you find let's say four people okay um i'm going to bring them over to the camp um huh soldiers what are your names Oh, this is going to be a good one. What is happening? <laughs> I wrote, I forgot these names. I wrote I wrote them down like two episodes ago. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, my name is Timothy James. And then the one. <laughs> and then the one next to him says, my name's Jimothy Thames. <laughs> Uh, the third says Gadsden Molassi Gadsden okay <laughs> and the last uh, a rather short uh, orange kind of orangish red skinned individual says nothing yeah two humans uh, Gadsden Molassi uh, incredibly short uh, pointed ears, and then this this sort of like horned individual. Um, I'm gonna walk down to the one that didn't speak. Uh, sorry, I didn't mm-hmm. catch that. They just kind of look up with you defiantly. Alrighty then, maybe later. Um, you want to go down the line and tell me what your roles were here in this camp? the The one who you're standing in front of stays quiet. Um. Timothy uh, says, well, uh, me and Jimothy, we just, uh, we just worked in the mess hall. Nothing big. Uh, Gadsden Molassi says, I manage the powder barrels. (laughs) And the the fourth person is silent. All right. Well, um. You got two options with us today. You can um, keep your loyalty where it was before we entered your camp, or 
you can start a new road, a new journey, and help us out here with our efforts. What do you say? Under a close eye, of course. Uh, Jimothy speaks up and says, what exactly does um, helping you entail? Just kind of filling in wherever's needed. You'll be paired up with uh, one of our campers here and they will direct you wherever they need. Um, we can probably put your skill set somewhere where we need it. If you're good at cooking, then we can probably get you working with our uh, our supplies. If not, we can put you somewhere else. What do you say? Uh, Timothy and Jimothy kind of like exchange a glance and sort of shrug. And Timothy says, yeah, all right. Cooking's cooking. Um, Gadsden uh, says, can I keep working with the powder? Uh, you gunpowder, I'm assuming? Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, maybe not quite. Maybe we can work you up to that if we can build some trust, but, uh, we'll, we'll find something for you. And I kind of call over a few people to kind of get them going in a, in a direction where they, where they can be helpful. Uh, yeah, and you do so. Uh, Gadsden Malassi. It's so hard to tell how old they are. Right. <laughs> uh, they just seem eager. You would not know that they had just been through a battle. They seem excited. Uh, Timothy and Jimothy definitely just look exhausted and are kind of looking for any way out. And they're just very happy they aren't dead. You found them hiding in a cabinet. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, in a cabinet. <laughs> it's how, a good hiding uh, spot. <laughs> how, how big are Timothy and Jimothy? Um... They look to be uh, kind of mid to late teens. Okay. Um, but they're both pretty scrawny. Okay. So big. Uh, both pretty sized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just kind of. I mean, they weren't comfortable. Yeah. They were. Um, they were fully in a cabinet. Like somebody stuffed them in a locker. <laughs> yeah, like I, you, you get, you think that like maybe they've they've had so much experience being stuffed in lockers that like they're like, oh, we can do this. Uh, both of them are just kind of human male. One kind of has slightly lighter skin. One has slightly darker skin. Um, let's see, Jimothy slightly darker skin, head shaved. Timothy uh, has uh, it's hair that is short, but you can tell it just wants to curl. And um, you guys don't know this, but he purposely keeps it short so it doesn't curl because he thinks it makes him look like less serious or whatever. Um, But yeah, they seem they seem pretty happy to move Gadsden, just like this pointy eared kind of gnome fellow who (laughs) is crazy wearing like overalls that have like soot stained and holes in them is. (laughs) basically like trotting off with whoever you sent him in charge with yeah uh and the last person is just uh standing there with uh just looking at you silently all right so after the three of them go on their way i'm gonna walk up to that to the person again all right it's just you and me now i'm not much of the intimidating type but i would like to know your name if you're willing to give it Spits on your shoe. All right, we got two options here. You can work with me, and we can get you working toward a different life, maybe a better life, or we can just throw you behind bars. 
forget about you. Doesn't say anything in response. All right, well, I'm a man of my word, so um, I'm going to call two uh, people to lock them up for now, I guess. Uh, could could Magnus join Winnie in this conversation? Oh, yeah, sure. As he's coming, coming out of the square. <clears throat> Hello, Vinny. How are you? I'm good. I got a little bit of a straggler here with a uh, with a sewn shut mouth. Can't really get anything out of him. You wanna you wanna give it a shot? Um, sure. Why not? Hello. Uh, can we help you with something? You also get silence. Hmm. I see the problem here. There seems to be a communication breakdown. <laughs> um. Hmm. Uh. How big of an asshole does Magnus want to be? Uh. Yeah. I'm gonna roll a PowerPoint to mind link with him. Okay. I don't. What does mind link entail? Uh. It's just a spell casting roll, and it says mental link with uh within one mile. Um, five miles with a raise. Um, yeah. So just a spellcasting rule. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Give me a spellcasting rule. I'm just going to try to, try to, try to link our minds. Just talk to him telepathically. (laughs) Yeah, this is a good idea. The person who verbally doesn't want to talk to you, just like speak directly (laughs) to their mind. I mean, like he, he did see us murder this whole town, right? Like, I'm not sure what he's expecting from us right now. He's not going to cooperate. Um, that's only an eight. Yeah, you're able to establish a mind link with this individual. Uh, through the mind link, I say, my name is Magnus Vale. Get out of my fucking head. (laughs) Also, now you'll talk. Get out of my fucking head. (laughs) I see that we're starting to get some communication through. When he's like looking between you, because she didn't hear that. <laughs> I feel like if when he called over some guards to escort him to jail, uh, I'd like Arcos to be one of them, if that would be possible. I mean, we're just talking in the middle of the camp, so you yeah. probably see this regardless. You're welcome to want... Yeah, yeah. You, you see, <laughs> Winnie is looking at Magnus, who is staring down slightly contemptuously at this uh, young person, maybe like late teens, early 20s, who is staring daggers up defiantly uh, into Magnus. Okay, I'm, I'm going to walk up and be like... <clears throat> Magnus, I have experience with the uh, troubled minds. Uh, Allow me to take this one. Excuse me, son. What can I call you? Just kind of looks at you (laughs) and squints a little bit and rolls their eyes. Okay. I think we're two votes already in favor of straight to jail. Um, (laughs) I'd like to take out the old mace and see if I could like swing it and stop it just above his head for an intimidation thing like Um, yeah go ahead and roll me some intimidation uh okay wait is that actually I don't do we not have that skill whoops 
Uh, intimidation is a skill, but it depends on if you have it or not, if it'll show up. I don't actually have it. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, just roll a d6. Um, could I say it's a persuasion thing? No. I think think if you're unskilled, you roll a d4 and then minus two. So then it would be a d4 and then d6 minus two. Oh, this will be hilarious. Okay. D4, d6 minus two. I can still explode. That's true. Okay. Can I give him, like, is there any way I can give him, like, the help action? <laughs> is there any way I could, I could assist him? Wrong uh, role-playing system. Um, how would you be assisting him? Um. It did just go into his mind. I could, I mean, can I just, like, cast a minor illusion on his, on his, like, aura to make, make him, like, glow with, like, holy light? Uh, yeah, I'll allow that. Cool. Awesome. So what's the bonus on that? Is it like, or it could like eliminate my minus two or something? Yeah, is there a help action in this game? <laughs> uh, God, hold on. I'm trying to like. <laughs> you, you get to roll to try and support Rob. Okay, what, um, what so do I have to roll? I think that would just be spell casting. Okay. Oh, that six explodes. Let's go. So that's six plus two plus four. So that's 12. Um, yeah, so 12 to support. So 12 would... Uh, so that would be a plus, plus one. So that's plus five minus two. So you get a plus three. Awesome. So... Um, I got uh, an eight on the dice, so plus three, the 11. Yeah, um, so as you, so from this individual's perspective, you show up and begin to pull back with your mace. Uh, Magnus cast some incantation <laughs> that makes your mace glow a golden sunlight yellow. Awesome. And you come down, stopping it just short of this person's head. They have these two horns that uh, come out of the front of their forehead and kind of raise up before tapering off at 90 degrees and then going up back kind of like in a stair step motion uh, wide around the crown of their head. And you stop just barely not breaking the tops of this person's horns and they like flinch and sort of fall to the ground a little bit uh, before catching themselves and looking at you all terrified for a moment before recomposing as they connect that they haven't actually been struck. The reason you are still breathing is because we are merciful and you might pose some utility to our operation. Should that change, your breathing will change with it. Is that understood? He looks you down uh, for a little while, and then uh, they nod once. They seem incredibly frustrated. Come with me. I'll escort you to our makeshift prison. I'm not going to lay a hand on him. I'm going going to assume he can see the writing on the wall. He'd lose a fight against three gods. Demigods. Yeah, nobody's that defiant. <laughs> like, all right, kid, you know what we can do. 
and they they walk behind you and they just follow. All right. I'm going to take them to whatever they're using as a prison and lock them in it. Yeah. Uh, and you, you do so with uh, some of the other people that you had captured earlier. All right. Out of curiosity, I, I kind of want to sit there and, like, keep an eye on him. <laughs> Switch back to Magnus. <laughs> I want to see if um, he tries anything. Yeah. How long do you sit there? Um, I would say at least uh, through the end. Uh, how, what time of day is it right now? Mm-hmm. We fought Midday? through the night. Yeah. yeah, you fought through the night. You've had, like, a while of going through camp, but you've been picking up stragglers so it's about i would say midday okay. or mid-morning-ish i'd probably say maybe maybe a full like two Might hours have a little napsky <laughs> about two hours just making sure he's not trying to start a prison riot or something they, they don't seem like the type who's gonna do anything stupid but you know yeah for those two hours that you're there um they are just kind of like sitting on the ground in the corner just sort of staring at a wall they're back against an opposite wall. That's somehow even more dis- disconcerting, but all right, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, back to Magnus and Winnie as Arcos walks off with the defiant youth. <sighs> okay. So, uh, what is next on the agenda? I mean, I don't really know. We cleared out all the stragglers. We, you went into the the command center to look for, uh, anything. Did you find anything? Yes, I found some general information. Sounds like they are planning on expanding, like we already knew. But I also found some uh, some data and some uh, some record keeping about their research into Mount Rular. It appears that they were trying to use the mountain itself and the energy of the thermodynamics underneath the mountain to control and harness a vast amount of energy for some purpose. It is an incredibly dangerous line of um, magical reasoning, I will say. Well, that is extremely comforting. Um, that just makes me want to leave this volcano as soon as possible. Uh, is there anything else we, we need here, do you think? I don't think so. I think that at this point we have used as much of our fighting resources as we can. I think we need to retreat and regroup and rally support from the greater continent to get a more coherent plan in place on a a national picture in terms of what we do next. Yeah, I think so. It would also be nice to see a not blighted land for for a while. Yeah, I feel like it's sucking the life out of me already. Okay. Should we, uh, should we give the order to rest up and move out? I think so. Great. Um... Then I think if there's no other objections, I think we're we're done with what we need to do here and want to like I guess start the journey back like out of like the southern part of the continent. Um Yeah. So, um as you guys uh begin to pack up and uh 
when it, you you went through most of camp with a couple other people trying to find scra- stragglers so mm-hmm. uh either i would say you probably didn't encounter these rooms but uh pretty soon after your conversation uh both uh cassini and jasper valentis uh approach you all uh and tell you about a couple interesting areas that they found that seem to be home for scientific experimentation um one uh was just a room and they they lead you to it of uh plants sort of soaked and infected with the blight all in different forms of growth with different effects uh some are otherwise entirely healthy uh but they have this inky black sap soaking from them some of them the root systems are intact everything else is dead um they have kind of what's the word strip this entire area of any relevant information research to look at later um but it seems to be so at least some level of botanical study about the blight um which you all would be familiar with in one aspect or another because there are lots of scientists um, on your side who have also conducted this same thing. Um, And the next, uh, you all approach a single-story building uh, that you had actually checked earlier, Winnie, um, and is just sand with random sort of rock sculptures. and uh, Curie is outside looking incredibly excited. Okay, so I know this is probably evil or something, but they're so cute! And uh, opens the door. Do you all go in? Um, yeah, of course. Magnus is super curious. If oh, Kier, wait if a second. <laughs> I have the mace Are, out, though. What I mean, do you I, mean <laughs> that they're potentially evil, Kiri? It's evil or it's not evil. Well, I didn't say that. I just mean, what are we dealing with? Agree to disagree. Just, and kind of pushes you in. Okay, 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, you guys look and you see uh, what looks to be like a surprisingly zen sculpture garden like a rock garden like there's sand there's tiny pebbles and there's large little boulder stones and there's like some plants uh here and there um you can see the top of this building um where when you checked in here winnie it was fairly dark there's actually like a tarp that rolls up uh covering a skylight and um what do you guys do when you're in this room? Wait, how did the plants look? Do they look blighted at all? Or Um They look green. Huh. I would I would go to the plants first and be like, wait a minute. This looks a little weird for a blight world. Yeah, do you uh examine the plant? I sure do. I don't Do you know. look at it? Do you touch it? What do you do? I check my skills uh i would probably get a really close eye on it like kneel down real close and and just look at it i wouldn't want to touch it just in case it's a trap i really don't trust them i was gonna say trust them as far as i can throw them i could probably throw them pretty far but you could probably yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I can uh, check go ahead and give me notice century okay you got it uh no this is yeah they are small 
These statues. Some of them are in pots, some are in the ground. Wait, so what what is she saying? Kiri, what were you pointing out to being cute and potentially evil? Am I, am I missing uh, something? Kiri just stands there, like, with their mouth closed. I would say that they're hiding a smile, but they're not hiding it very well at all. <laughs> okay, Kiri, okay. Um... Can I just like summon a little bit of light? <laughs> yeah. Just to like shine around. Um, okay, what do I see? Uh, first, Arcos, tell me what you got on that notice check. Um, I got an eight. Uh, yeah. I'd also like to make my mace glow a bit for some light as I get an eyeball yeah. on this plant. To be clear, the skylight has been opened and. Um, as you glow your mace and kneel down in front of this conspicuously green plant in an area where everything is dead, you look directly into it and you determine that it is a fake plant. Everybody, nothing, nothing is what it seems here. This plant is artificial. I don't like it. What do you mean it's artificial? I mean it's fake. It's a pseudo plant. What is it made out of? Not cellulose. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> You're As a scientist. You... you tell me what it's made out of, but don't touch it. Uh, As you, Magnus, conjure some light in your hand and then begin to sort of move it around you to highlight different areas... You see um, kind of fine gravel-like sand across the ground. There are these small sort of like garden stones that have like sort of outlined a path in here. There are some wide and flat uh, rocks that look about the size for like if you wanted to sit on occasionally here and there. You can see that the these garden stones kind of close off like particular areas. Um, it's it's like as if this were uh, like denoting a path in a garden, except instead of like actual grass and flowers, there's just these occasional fake potted plants and like fake sort of in the ground plants and um, these and it, these like stacks of rocks. Um, in addition to the, those wide, flat ones, which just kind of, again, like look sort of like garden decoration, if you wanted a more natural look instead of a bench. Uh, these other ones are, uh, you can tell they're very meticulously placed. Hmm. Like, that didn't just happen if you threw rocks there. Yeah. And there's like kind of four little areas um, with um, that are like cordoned off by these small, like flatter, like paver stones. Hmm. And there's a few random boulders on the ground in each one. Um, but as you're looking very carefully, you would see in Arcos, you would notice that three of those four areas have these particular rock stacks. Okay, so... Kiri, so um, are you talking about the rocks? Are the rocks cute? Kiri, like, shrugs, like, and puts their hands up. Okay. You are kidding, um, Kiri. I'm going to cast Detect Arcana. 
Uh, detect magic for duration five or conceal it for one hour. Uh, okay. Uh, as you cast this, the three little stacks of rocks, it's like kind of one large sort of rounded edge rock with a couple like on the side and maybe a couple on the top. Those, each of those kind of glows ambiently. Okay. And you're like, Looking at this, and they there's in this like detect magic, you kind of see uh, an aura around each one uh, that is not entirely unfamiliar. Is it the same aura that was around that one old woman that I let out of the cell? No, different. Okay, different. It is. You're sitting there and you're staring, and it is the aura you saw earlier on a very large creature in the center of a volcano oh oh <laughs> oh what magnus um, what do you see can magnus like go over and like interact with one of the like stone things and like like examine it more closely yeah uh you go to examine it what do you do um, I look to see if there's any like, like limbs or like features on these rocks, and to see if they're like connect. Like, are these things like little boys? Are these like little rock friends? Is that what I'm looking at here? I'm trying to roll for rock friend. Uh, okay. So you you kneel down and you're kind of like you like can sort of pull like one of these long side pieces off and then you put it down um, and then you you see like one of these top pieces on top you pull it up and then you kind of set it back down and that seems fine um, there's another little stack of rocks kind of next to it unattached and you move those and uh, and it seems normal and so you, you you're like confused because you still see the glowing around this larger mass and you go mm. to the second one and Arcos as Magnus walks to the second one you see that tower that like pile of rocks that he was interacting with uh, very quickly moves and one of the other piles that he had interacted with just like restacks them up and then goes back to being still. I'm going to raise my mace and say, Submit, for you have been defeated. Ah, what are you, what are you talking about? It's moving, Magnus. Look at it. I think... Like, I mean... Uh, it's still again. <laughs> I think Winnie is in the doorway, and I think she maybe sees that and runnies an arrow to fucking shoot, but doesn't shoot it. Kiri, yeah, it's just are these rocks alive? Yes! <laughs> Don't be so excited. If it's part of the enemy, then I will smash it. You have... Five seconds to respond, rock demon. Okay, Arcos. No. Okay, hold, hold Don't, the phone. No, no, okay, okay, okay. I, I know, I know they're part of the enemy, and Kiri walks over to that one and uh, just kind of picks it up by the center, and uh, it, you can now see these sort of, like, arm-like appendages and, like, these two kind of groundish, like, more square uh underneath it like legs hmm. and Kiri's who is very small is lifting like this like essentially 30 pound of rock kind of it's like but look how cute it is well okay I have to agree with you that it is pretty adorable 
I don't sort of want encourage wonder. Magnus. No, 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 no. I think that the well. Okay, so Kiri, here's the thing. These look very similar to the massive rock monstrosity that we defeated in the center of Mount Verulai. But that one was clearly covered and infected with the blight that affects and corrupts all other wildlife. Um, Julian, you still have that piece of rock. Uh, yeah, um, and kind of like, well, okay, well, hold, and kind of goes and like is going through this sort of infinite bag. And you, this is like a bit that Julian does all the time because you have this like interdimensional bag <laughs> yeah. that you can just reach into and pull out exactly what you're looking for. And Julian always like pulls out a couple random things like searching <laughs> through it before grabbing so uh, grab the chicken, container so of the tiny javelin the bag. <laughs> yeah. Like a comically large, yeah, like javelin and like hands it to you, Magnus, and then like, oh, thank you. you know, this like a fucking large javelin. book and then, <laughs> and then like grabs the rock and takes the stuff and puts it back in and, and insists on doing this a lot of the time. Yeah, I think, um, but I think the, Magnus has long since started like, like stopped scolding him for it because like, it's sort of a fun little game for Magnus because it's like, oh, I wonder what the Julian roulette's going to pull out of the bag this time. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like um, spear, and- M&Ms, and some lint. Okay, and then we go. <laughs> yeah. um, Same. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so this, uh, thank you, Julian. So this is uh, a piece of the blighted rock that I took from the center of the volcano. And as uh, we can see, this blight isn't on, on the rock uh, friend. So I think that these things are all right. I mean, they don't seem that dangerous. I'm going to lower my my mace and say, well, then how did they maintain healthy? Maintain their health. That's not a phrase. Good God, Brennan. (laughs) Are these little rock elementals? I don't know. Not entirely sure. Um, I was hoping we could bring them with us so I could keep studying them. I would absolutely love for you to keep studying these. Yes! Look, they're so cute! They're so cute! And they like flowers! They like flowers? That's so adorable. And they like stacking little rocks. I've just been watching them all morning. So do you think that if they grow, right? Because they definitely have got to grow. So do you think if, like, a big one were to exist around Tower Phenom, that it would just, at some point, pile boulders up around in a sort of artistic fashion. I hope so. God, that would be so nice. If only we don't more ta- know what it eats either, you know. It could be us. Is, is no- Winnie, you have to be on my side. This is mildly concerning, not the least. I'm being cautious. and she, I think she's slowly, slowly <laughs> like, taking the arrow back. <laughs> Magnus, just because it's cool doesn't mean it's good. Okay, one, it's cute. And two, I don't agree. I think we should keep it. I really, I really think that this is a... a listen, if, if we can bring one good thing back home, I think it should be little rock friends that stack little rock statues. Just don't name it. We're going to get attached. Mm, I've think, already named oh. all three of them. <laughs> yes, I, I was afraid of this. Arcus, I was going to tell you, it's a long past time. <laughs> Okay, okay. What what are their names? I'm taking notes. Okay. Well, this one is Tara. Okay. Makes sense. And then that one with all the obsidian 
That's Ignea. I love him. And then that one over there that's like limestone and sandstone-y, um, that's Carla. Carla. Carla's kind of sassy looking. Yeah, Carla's definitely got a little bit of an attitude. <laughs> okay, well, there are no best friends, and I will expect a progress report quarterly on how they're doing. Excellent. Do we know that they know their names? Yes. May I see a demonstration? She's a wizard, Arcos. Come on. I'm, she knows what she's talking about. We they. are in the they. land of the enemy, and our friend here is completely disarmed by the fact that they're cute. Although, admittedly, they are more studied on such things than I am. I don't normally deal in the magical as much as the divine. But I have my reasons for being concerned. If they are admittedly a little bit cute. And I completely understand, which is why I will let you know if there's any concerning behavior as I study them. And we will uh, follow the same safety practices and procedures that we have in line anytime we're dealing with hazardous magic objects to make sure no one gets bewitched or entranced or captured or haunted. It's appreciated. Thank you. Although I will warn you, these little guys have captured my heart. Oh. Yes, I'm, a, I'm afraid that is obvious, Kiri. <laughs> well, I wonder what they were planning on doing. I suppose make more of the uh, blighted versions and use them as the vanguard in a theoretical invasion force. It's unclear. I uh, asked Jasper to look around, but... He couldn't really find any written information they had on these, so I guess whatever they had, someone took it and escaped. Hmm. Well, that is only mildly concerning. I, I've never heard of these creatures before, which means I'm sure that they're quite rare. And, um, well, as we've seen, they're a bit hard to find in the first place. Yeah. All the more reason to study them. <laughs> um, Arcos is mumbling under his breath about uh, about wizards. <laughs> yeah, uh, Magnus is like All of is, them. is like smiling a wry smile and rolling his eyes, but he uh, uh, agrees that they are adorable. So, yeah. Um. So as uh as you guys explore that um. Is there anything else you want to do in this camp before you head out? We got any more cute elementals to find somewhere in a random building? <laughs> yeah, as you go through all the random buildings, unfortunately, you do not see any more cute little rock friends. <laughs> um, one thing I would like to do before I leave, could I just pick the fake plant? Just... Yeah, um, as you pick the f fake plant and you kind of, uh, it, it is incredibly easy to do. Um, you feel that the leaves are made out of like waxed fabric. Oh, that has been dyed green. That's actually that's it's good craftsmanship there. Um, yeah, they're really well made fake plants. <laughs> like, wow, from a distance, got an uh, pretty convincing. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow, Arcus is like this is oh, huh. it's incredible. I 
If we didn't slaughter this person, perhaps they could do some contract work for some stained glass later. It was Timothy and Timothy. (laughs) (laughs) I also love the idea that you're like, ah, yes, someone's good at uh, making fake plans. I'm sure that's transferable to stained glass. (laughs) Arts, art. (laughs) They can sew. Yeah, I think welding is for them. (laughs) It's, It's been true in my case, you know. Have you uh, ever worked with glass? No, I've never welded either. Anyway, though, I was gonna. I've done both. <laughs> That's pretty sick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just put that in in the pocket and, um, say, uh, <clears throat> these fake plants. Um, do you all think that they needed the plant life to be comfortable enough to grow, but were worried that a real plant might be blighted? I think maybe the concern is that they, well, if it, if this is a nursery of sorts, that would sort of make sense. That you don't want to bring in the blight too early before they're fully grown or else they may not properly develop. But we're talking about a creature that I didn't know existed five minutes ago, so who knows how these things work. Yeah, and as you mentioned, you say if this is a nursery of sort, I do want to draw to your attention and maybe Magnus clicks now that there's definitely like a setting for four of these, and there are only three presently here. Oh. Mm. Kiri, what do we think about uh, rock friend number four? Not entirely sure. It was gone by the time I got here. Hmm. I wonder if whoever was taking care of them could only take one with them as they fled. That's so sad. I know, they left the three best ones, am I right? Or we fought the fourth one. I that one was massive. I, I mean, it's it's possible. Um, it could also be something else. We just, we don't know. Hmm. Well, we'll add it to the pin board when we get back to the tower. Are we heading there now? Are we uh, all heading? What's the plan? I would prefer to go to the tower as soon as possible, but I think that as the three spearheads of this operation, we should probably see our forces back into friendly territory before we uh, go back home. Right. Are we... Are we going back the way we came, or are we going toward Kareen? Where is Kareen again? Corrine, so the road that goes directly west from here eventually leads to Corrine. Um, it is probably where um, anyone who had escaped from here was directly headed. Um, I think it's best and- to avoid the, de- the dense pockets of enemy uh, territory. I think that we need to, uh, I think we've done what we've needed to do, but this was never meant to be a... An occupational force. We need to, I think, avoid any more battles and then regroup uh, and figure out our next steps. All right. And what about the prisoners? Should we just... Oh boy, what about him? Uh, who cares? Uh, we'll figure that out once we get to some place where I can... To be noted, there's more than just like him there's a few others who oh right yes yeah um, the other friends um i 
Well, we do have. I would. I would assume since we have access to a prison of sorts, we have access to like chains and handcuffs and stuff. I mean, like, yeah, we're not gonna um, murder a bunch of prisoners, but like, I think we can make them like march in our column as we like retreat out of here. Um, probably don't have like yeah. horses for them or anything, but we can like cuff them, chain them together, and then like have them march. Sure, um, Winnie, if you want to go ahead and roll me like a persuasion roll, okay. How to avoid war crimes at your D&D table. Don't work with the prisoners. (laughs) Do provide food and rations. Well, was it persuasion? Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, both of my sixes exploded, so that's That's 12. Um, God, they're going to be so excited to go home. 16. 16? Yeah. Okay, so with a 16, I will say that between now and when you depart, um, you can choose to act this out or not. Uh, you give your a similar speech that you gave to those four who you uh, tracked down to the prisoners at large. You can either work with us under close supervision. It's not an entirely free reign, but um, you can be treated essentially as members of our camp or you can or not essentially Mm -hmm. um i will say all except for three would take you up on that offer okay including our edgy little our edgy little devil kid edgy edgy devil boy isn't gonna come with us um is not going to take you up on the olive branch that you have offered so if you take him with you You'll need to take them in like cuffs or whatever. Um. Oh. Um. Is there any reason for? I mean, like. Okay. Can I just like roll a insight <laughs> check on him? Is, is, is there anything like? Is he just like? Is he just interesting because he is part devil, or is is there like something else going? It's on? It's not because he's part devil. I will just tell you that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this just happens to be the first character with horns. <laughs> Can I uh, can I just do a notice check or in the alternative an occult check? Um, yeah, you can pick one of those, and that will change what information you get. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do an occult check because I think part of this is like okay, like in the context of this, like this this guy out of anybody we've talked to seems like a true believer, or seems like he's way more like invested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where did we find the him? How did we find him? Excellent question. I would say you would have found him hiding out in the second floor of the Western Tower. Um, From as much as you could glean, it would seem that at some point after you all had declared victory, he was sort of stalking like their way out of camp like hiding in an area maybe waiting hiding in an area waiting trying to escape okay i rolled an 11 on my occult check yeah so like part of this question is like what is this like this clearly abnormal humanoid doing with the brow and like why is he so obstinate like he seems like he's just like more entrenched in this than than the other people who are just more like Victims of circumstance, like, oh shit, I'm a cook for an evil organization. Didn't realize how that happened. Yeah. Um, 
you roll that occult check and this kid doesn't seem like particularly like pious um your experience with the brawl is especially in it from a religious and occult sense is very particular mm. um with how they conduct and handle worship uh you also know that that's not true at every level of the organization especially within the more militarist militaristic sects um so this the energy of this person doesn't strike you as religious zealot okay um there does seem to be some kind of connection though that this person has toward whatever it is they're fighting for um and whatever it is that like maybe maybe to the brown uh that does seem more than just natural hmm. like a little bit of magic vibes um interesting i mean i don't know that magnus is that like he i don't think magnus feels that strongly about this kid either way i mean i think that like the option is either like take him with us by force and just have him be like obstinate and uncooperative or just like leave him here i mean like presumably people are going to come around this town asking what happened i don't think that magnus is sweating just like locking people up until they get rescued and so it's like why bother with somebody that's like not going to try hard you know or like not going to be with the program um um are the other two who were refusing to cooperate similar to this guy or are they um not in any like demographic sense one looks uh part elven um another just seems to be uh kind of more similar in complexion to arcos kind of human partially bovine-esque little fey um in both of them um they they are less aggressively obstinate than uh the other one they tell you their names um but you can tell like they don't want to die love that right. they also don't want to work for the enemy gotcha <clears throat> i would I mean, so it's interesting because Magnus was talking about being not being either way, but Argos has definitely taken an interest in this kid, um, partially because, you know, it's, I guess his first instinct is like, ah, religious zealot. And the fact that he, he hasn't seemed to be that way would be like, oh, intriguing, you know, um, he'd want to know his enemy. And also he did stare at him for like two hours trying to <laughs> trying to figure him out. So um, I might just... Uh, come up and say I want to take him with us. Perhaps there's something about our enemy that we could learn. Uh, I mean, I'm just not going to be bothered to try to make this kid do something that he doesn't want to do, and I'm not about to kill prisoners, so if you want to babysit him while he just mopes in silence for the next two to three weeks as we get out of here, that's your prerogative. I agree. Uh, Go ham. Well, actually, Big. maybe you should throw him in a nunnery since he's already taken a vow of silence. <laughs> That's he actually would so be a cute terrible the idea. Um, the nunneries are taking new initiates. Um, how does that sound to you, my friend? 
just kind of rolls their <laughs> eyes at you. Um. All right, I'll put you down as potential nun. Uh, the Lord Abbot will be most pleased. She's been uh, hurting for new nun recruits lately. Everybody wants to run their mouths nowadays. And nobody wants to clean the trains, which is really what the nunnery's looking for anyway. <laughs> that builds character. I think that could help. All right, we are you know talking what they say? about the holy You're close monastery. to God when you're close to the latrines. <laughs> okay, everybody. Um, I'm going to hold up some some uh, heavy, heavily weighted shackles and uh, just say, <clears throat> All right, up to you. You're going to put these on? Just kind of raises one eyebrow at you. All right, deal. I'm just going to just forcibly just restrain him and shackle his arms. You do so. <sighs> All right, you two. I don't love just calling him that kid. Does anybody have a suggested name we call him in his absence? Mm. If he's not going to give us a name, I think just like, like boy number one. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'll think of something. Let's get moving. I'm gonna like just elbow him to move forward. Yeah, and kind of jostle. And and they walk along with you. The first few steps, I want to say. <clears throat> so, do you have a family? Does not respond. Do you like food? I understand not wanting to cooperate. The roles were reversed, and I were captured by the bro. They'd have to torture me for hours before he got a yelp out of me. I understand it completely. That being said, you're not helping your friends right now. You're helping us. You're not even helping yourself. You're just getting on our nerves. And if that's all you want, that's fine. I can help you, or I can kill you. Do you understand that? It would not be difficult. Can I roll a persuasion check for that or something? Uh, when you say, I, do you understand it would not be difficult? You kind of get this glance from him where they widen their eyes. It's kind of like, okay, so do it then. <sighs> I don't derive pleasure from executions. When it's done correctly, it's... No different than taking out the trash. Some pleasant, but necessary. And right now it's not necessary, and since I derive no pleasure either, you will continue to breathe. I'm just allowing you to know your own circumstance. Fine enough. It's a long journey back. I'm sure we'll find something for you to say. You know, I think a lot of people might consider him the ideal child if he just doesn't say anything. I mean, I've heard that's what a lot of parents look for, you know. <laughs> In a... Hmm. How old are you, boy? Why do you think that he'd answer that question of all questions? Well, you're a god of time. How old do you think he is? Uh, just like looking him up and down. 
Like 15, 16 years old. In that case, perhaps getting on our nerves really is all he wants. It's pretty on brand. Oh, well, like I said, put him in the nunnery. Um, and uh, I think we just got to move out from camp and try to try to get back from beyond enemy lines. Journey yeah. home to non-blighted land, please. As you begin moving more north than west at first, making your way back the way you came, is there anything you all would like to do on this journey? Like any sort of like fast travel tasks that you want to accomplish? Fast travel tasks. Um... It's going to be like, it probably took you the better part of two weeks to navigate to a place where you feel safe leaving people without your direct uh, guidance. Um, but we don't really need to act out exactly two weeks in character. Right. Um, um, I don't think Magnus is going to do any sort of like tasks in the meantime. Besides just like continue to like study the, the like information he already has. Yeah, reasonable enough. I would probably just keep trying to uh, get our new friend to talk, open up. Um, I'm assuming to no avail. Should I roll to just see how much I fail? Yeah, okay. roll to see how much you fail. Um, I'm going to put the target number at 12 to get something oh, out okay. of that. Two weeks of persistence. I mm-hmm. could be solving the world's problems, but no, I want this kid to give me his name. Why the mighty have fallen? Um, oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. They both exploded. Okay, it's 18, 4, 8. That is a 36. Oh my God. Jesus fucking so Christ. It was a 12 and a 6, is. and the 12 and a 6 exploded. Okay, so that's. 24 so that's six raises mm-hmm. you uh you sit there for a while no talk no conversation like end of the point, second week while or is this like after um, the two weeks are up while i would say several days um at some point you uh you give them some soup and they like eat it and uh, what would you say after, like after a meal, if you were? <laughs> um, I would say <clears throat> I was going to lecture you about saying thank you for a gift, but you don't seem to be too interested in speaking. Um, I suppose the things we do, we don't do for thank yous or for curses either. We just do them because they're what's meant to be done. In that case, that's feeding you. I don't need your gratitude. I just need you alive. Um, they look at you as you're both kind of sitting, not right next to the fire, but there's probably people closer uh, to the center, but still illuminated by its glow. Looks you dead in the eyes and said, this tastes like shit. needs salt kind of tosses the bowl at your feet and goes and walks back toward whatever tent you have them like resting in 
Uh, I'm going to chase after them and just grab them by the chain and say, You should know Timothy and Jimothy cooked it. Should I pass that along? Yeah. If you continue talking, as far as anybody's concerned, you know, I can just say you put up a pretty good fight and I tortured it out of you if it'd make you feel better. Would that make you feel better? I'm well past the stage of feeling good or bad. Simply on the side of righteousness. That's all I ever need to feel. <laughs> okay. It was meant to be a joke, son. I just thought it was funny. What's so funny? Kind of looks over. Um. Nothing. Righteousness. Don't you believe in right and wrong? I do. I was kind of expecting you to say no, so, uh... I'm guessing you believe you're on the side of the right? I think most people do. A wise statement. Not what I was expecting. For somebody so eloquent, you don't seem to speak much. Do you hate me, son? Yes, and please don't call me son. I'd not convince you're in the position to be making demands. Unless you're asking for a favor. I don't want anything you have to offer, and I certainly don't wish to owe you anything. You've insisted on keeping me here, and I'll live with that. Until the day you decide to kill me. May I at least know your name? No, it's not for you. I'm gonna let go of him and say... Get some sleep then. Thank you for a conversation. Just walks away. That seemed like a major breakthrough. Jesus Christ! No, actually, never mind. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> no, Jesus! I have one rule! <laughs> Magnus just appears through uh, the bushes behind Arkham's battle. It's like a Furia alive. Furia alive! Magnus! How long have you been there? Oh, I've been... Well, I I was actually taking a piss back here, but then I heard you talking and I didn't want to interrupt you by... Scared the shit out of me, presence. man. Uh... Yes, uh, I see that the threatening has not been going well with your conversations with, uh, let's just call him, um, is he, is, is he, like, clearly, is he, like, androgynous, or is there, like, a clear gender person? Kind of mask. I mean, like, out of care, like, <laughs> this, this person who's not gonna tell you their pronouns isn't gonna, or, like, speak to you is gonna tell you their pronouns, like, he, they kind of okay. energy. Um, I'm f- I, I will say that don't call me son was more like, you're not my fucking dad. Like, don't talk down to me, bitch. I'm feeling a very sort of Craig vibe. I think Craig is a good name for the time being. Oh so your conversations with Craig. Now, I noticed that the threatening did not come across very well. Craig is a hard nut to crack, it would seem. 
I think he's completely comfortable with the idea that he is, uh, there's sort of a binary situation going on where it's like he's either going to live or he's going to survive this. So I think threatening his life is probably not going to get him to open up to you. You know what I mean? Perhaps you're right. Also, why do we care about Greg? (laughs) I didn't say we did. I said I did, Magnus. Ah, uh, we could always just, like, leave him, like, cuffed to a tree. And he's a smart guy. He'd probably figure out a way to survive. I'm not worried about him dying. It's just perhaps he could be redeemed. Arcos, are you feeling maybe a bit guilty for the battle? You know me well, friend. Sometimes you can't save everybody. And... Balance of nature requires you to make up for it. Furia put this one in my life for a reason. Okay. I just want you to to make sure that you're not... Um, don't take offense to this, but projecting onto the kid some uh, qualities or feelings that you, that you may be having. What qualities or feelings would those be, Magnus? Um... Well, uh, per what we've been discussing since the mountaintop, the nature of certainty of right and wrong is, as you sort of intimated, is a fluid concept for a lot of people. And I think for being honest, it's a fluid concept within everyone. Because there's no abject truth to what is right and what is wrong. Are you certain Uh, about that? I am certain that uncertainty is always going to be a part of our life. And so, there is a certain aspect of this that I don't... All I'm saying is that I I would maybe temper your expectations to convince this lad in the course of a week that maybe his worldview about right and wrong is dramatically different than it should be. Sort of a hard ask. Magnus, perhaps I can... Put it a different way. When was the last time you manipulated a time in such a way that nobody ever thought possible? Uh, I do that pretty much every time I manipulate time. Uh, well, the mountaintop freezing a giant behemoth that's, you know, several hundred feet tall is a feat that most people will not consider within the realm of possibility. And if I were to say, Magnus, do not expect to succeed, it is unlikely. What would that do for your drive to try it anyway? I take your point, Arcos. And if there's anyone that can do the impossible, like convert a slightly uh, infernal-looking teenager into embracing the values of truth and morality I get, that I, I get the picture. father Thank figure you. is trying to impose upon them after slaughtering their entire, I, I, uh, you I know, camaraderie. So I, I, all I'm saying is that just um, don't beat yourself up if things don't go the way that you want them to right away. Thank you, friend. Yep, uh, and then zip. <laughs> since Magnus was was <laughs> actually taking a week, <laughs> this is my time. <laughs> and as you zip your pants, <laughs> and Magnus finishes his business. 
so shall we finish <laughs> until next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello everyone, it's currently Wednesday, February 7th. We've just released season four, episode, what episode is this, 31? Episode 31. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. hope you enjoy whatever episode you're on right now, if you're catching up or if you're on a previous season or whatnot. Um, yeah, sorry I haven't been updating as much on the mid-roll announcements recently or the post-roll announcements, I guess. Um, just busy with um life stuff and other projects and um that sort of thing but uh yeah i think i'm just gonna keep them a little more sparse from now on don't expect them every episode but um most episodes maybe every other episode i don't know uh, sometimes i just don't have the the time or resources to do it in a timely fashion um but anyway if i if i have something really important to update you about i will do so um, and yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for providing our season four theme song. Um, if you want to check out his Patreon, go to patreon.com slash arcane anthems. You can find us on our socials on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Guildfellows. Amelia still making a little graphic every week to make a little grid thing for everyone to enjoy. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend going to do that. We want to shout out our Red Circle subs. So we want to say thank you this week to Alice, our Red Circle subscriber. We love you so much and you make our hearts full. If you feel so inclined, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps the show grow and be seen by more people like you. We should be having um, a new episode come out next week. Um, we have some life stuff going on right now, which when aren't we having life stuff go on? Um, but just be aware we might have a, a sparse next few weeks, but we're, we're gonna finish out the season. I promise you we're, if it extends for a little longer than we anticipate, then that happens. But we have a few episodes left of season four, um, about five or six maybe. And, um, yeah, we fully intend on seeing that through and then doing some wrap ups for the show. Um, I'll keep you updated on those when I need to. Um, but just know that things might be bumpy for the next few weeks. Um, and I apologize for that, but you know, life like gets in the way sometimes. If you haven't heard, I have a new podcast out with my friend Mel. Uh, it's a Kingdom Hearts lore podcast. It's called Shedding Starlight. If you're into the Kingdom Hearts series, um, I recommend you go check it out. 
and uh, it's on YouTube and anywhere you find your podcasts. So yeah, that'll be it. Hopefully we'll have um, an episode out for you guys next week. We'll see. Uh, If not, don't fret. We're not going anywhere. We're just kind of stalled. We're really invested in ending the story, so um, it will happen. Just uh, maybe not on on consistent as a schedule as usual. Um, But yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.